Bible teacher Ray Bentley. Did you know that God had prophesied and predicted through the prophets that when this long-awaited Messiah finally came to his own people first, the Jewish people, he would be rejected by his own people, betrayed by his own disciples. And everything about it would be, God is saying, I will be sending my son, the Messiah, and he will be rejected, but he is the one. Spread Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. It's common for movie stars and sports celebrities to see crowds of adoring fans when they're in public. The bigger the star, the bigger the crowd. But when the King of Kings came to earth, he was despised and mistreated. And today, Pastor Ray points out he was even sentenced to death illegally. Matthew chapter 27, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 14. So we're following Jesus. He's been arrested, and now he's going to be dragged before the Sanhedrin, and then he's going to be taken before Pilate, and we're making our way to the cross. So get your Bibles, and let's bow our heads, and let's pray for God to speak to us. Gracious Heavenly Father, I, I pray for all who are with us. I thank you for all who have been with us for a while. And Lord, we want to hear a word from the Lord. We want to hear your spirit speak to us. It's more than just a Bible study and information. But Lord, it is a message by and from the heart of our Father in heaven. And may we hear what you are saying to the church. Give us ears to hear. And may we hear that personal word. Lord, something that it's going to be beyond what I say or what we read or what is shared today, but is a still small voice that will be so powerful and it will be so sharp and it will be so prophetic and so profound that they will know that God has seen their situation. He's heard their cry and that you are speaking to them today. May it be so. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray, amen. All right, so we're gonna, you know, we've got just a few life lessons. And so the first one, the trial of Jesus was illegal according to Jewish law. So Matthew chapter 27, the first couple of verses. So it says, when morning came. So Jesus got arrested in the darkness. By the way, this trial begins at night, in the middle of the night. So now morning comes and all the chief priests and the elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. So contrary, I don't know if you have heard this before, but contrary to Jewish law and rabbinical law, They've actually already gone through a couple of stages of trial, accusing Jesus and bringing false witnesses against him during the night. Did you know that, that the, the Jewish people said it is illegal for, you know, it doesn't matter who they are, or where they've come from, but in Jewish law, you don't do trials in the night. That speaks of hidden things, 
darkness. Now that's where things are hidden. And so it should be brought out in the daytime. So the whole beginning of Jesus' trial, though it had a religious flavor to it and cover for it. In fact, that's why they're meeting now in the morning. They want to have an official Sanhedrin meeting with Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes, and elders of the people to justify what they just already did illegally during the night. And the whole thing that is happening and unfolding is unjust in every single way. And only when Jesus confessed, when he was asked by the high priest, I adjure you by the living God, are you the Messiah? And Jesus' response was, yes, as you say, I am. I am the Messiah. I am the son of man, the son of God. And immediately they cried out blasphemy, which by the way, would be accurate if he actually was not the Messiah, the son of God. But if he was, who he claimed to be, then their charges were false. And that's where we're going to see that God had already prophesied and predicted through the prophets that when this long-awaited Messiah finally came to his own people first, the Jewish people, he would be rejected by his own people, betrayed by his own disciples. Everything about it would be, God is saying, I will be sending my son, the Messiah, and he will be rejected, but he is the one. And so it's following all of these things. Now, what, what do they do? So they get together in the morning and they do a little cover Sanhedrin meeting to kind of say, okay, yeah, he deserves to die uh, because of he's you know, creating blasphemy, saying that he is equal with God. And now they go, now we need to deliver him to Pilate. Now, why do they have to do that? Because remember, Rome is in their presence and, and they, they are overseeing Israel. They own Israel and they control Israel. And therefore, the Jewish people did not have the legal right to do any kind of capital punishment. On that level, it was only reserved. It had to be by the Romans. So now this trial is taking this man, and, and of course this is Jesus, who actually is the Messiah, the Son of God. And they want him dead because in their mind it's blasphemous. They don't know that he really is who he claims to be and has the power he claims to have. So they now have to go to Rome to get Rome to kill him. And again, that's what the Bible said. That's what the prophets declared would be happening. So now, verses uh, 3 through 10, we're going to go to the next point here, life lesson, beginning in verse 3, back to Judas Iscariot. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he, Jesus, had been condemned. Remember Judas betrayed Jesus? Remember he wanted to still look like a disciple, though? Oh, rabbi, rabbi. And he came up, oh, rabbi, and he's kissing, kissing, kissing Jesus. He wanted to appear like I'm still one of your followers. Then they come and arrest him because that was the sign Judas had given. He's still pretending on the outside, oh no, I'm still one of the disciples. Everything is still cool. But then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. And then Judas threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and he departed and he went and hanged himself. 
But the chief priests took the silver pieces and they said, oh, here, we got the money back that, you know, that we gave that guy to betray Jesus of Nazareth, but it's not lawful to put them into the treasury. We can't put them into the offering with all the other worship money and so forth because they are the price of blood. So they're trying to be holy about this blood money. And they consulted together and they bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. So it's a field that was purchased with that 30 pieces of silver and those who were foreigners or strangers or poor and they didn't have money to be buried, that's where they would bury those people. But then look what Matthew says in verse nine, then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet saying, and they took the 30 pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced, and they gave them for the potter's field as the Lord directed me. So what I want you to notice here as we see the end of this betrayer, Judas Iscariot, is there's an important difference between remorse and repentance. Again, in going back and looking at verses three through five, as you're looking at that, that part of it, Judas watched Jesus being carried away, bound to Pilate. And I think that all of a sudden, you know, I don't know what Judas was thinking. None of the gospel writers tell us what was in his mind, but, but we can tell how he responds and how he reacts, maybe what was going on the enormity. Maybe he thought that Jesus would use his supernatural powers in some way and become in some way a Messiah that Judas thought he should be. But all of a sudden when he saw Jesus bound and he's not using, I mean, he's seen Jesus rebuke wind, waves, demons, sickness, death. There was nothing that Jesus couldn't do. And now all of a sudden he's bound and he's being dragged away. He's just had his head beaten. They put a sack over his head, started punching him and he's swollen and bloody and bound and being carried away now to the Gentiles and to Pilate and the enormity of what Judas had done and his betrayal began to dawn on him and he realized Jesus is not gonna do anything to stop this. He's actually going to die and it's all because of me. Now I wanna just say this about Judas, no man in the history of the human race could be more evil than Judas Iscariot. There were only 11 other men in history, in all of human history, who had the ability to live with Jesus, walk with Jesus, be taught by Jesus, witness Jesus' words, his love, his affection, and to have a relationship with him for over three years, a relationship with God incarnate. No other human being has been exposed firsthand to God's perfection, God's perfect truth by teaching as well as by action. I mean, think of this. Jesus never sinned. He never violated any one of God's laws. He fulfilled everything, not only the law and not only the letter of the law, but he fulfilled the spirit of the law with the fruit of the spirit of love and joy and peace and patience and compassion and power and grace. 
and tenderness. And yet, as we look at Judas, during those three plus years, I mean, he was with God, incarnate in human flesh. And yet in all that time, Judas never even took the first step toward relationship or toward faith or trust in Jesus Christ. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. Since Pastor Ray went to heaven, so many listeners have shared comments on what his teaching means to them. Pastor Ray was influential in teaching us to make the Bible our manual for life. Nothing else was needed and nothing else mattered. He taught us to keep our eyes on Jesus, love God, our neighbors, and the Bible. We can't wait to see him again. God is good all the time. It's so encouraging to hear how Pastor Ray's teachings have touched so many lives through the years, and your prayers are cherished by the Bentley family. If you have a message to share, you can email us, ray at raybentley.com, or post a comment on our homepage at raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. So I want you to notice very carefully the word that is used by Matthew in uh, Matthew chapter 27, verse 3. It says, then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful. The word used here, remorse, is not the same word as repent. Because you remember, Peter denied the Lord. He did it three times. (laughs) And he did it in a horrible way. But Peter repented. And the word repent means change your mind. It's to change your heart. It's not only that you realize what you did is wrong, but in relationship, Peter wanted to restore a relationship with Jesus, to be forgiven, to be given an opportunity to continue to know him and love him and follow him, which Jesus gave to him. Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you really love me? Lord, you know that I love you feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter was healed by Jesus, giving him three opportunities to kind of unwind, to repent of his three denials. But Judas never said anything to Jesus. He never went to Jesus. He never talked about Jesus. And what it means is that he was so wrapped up in himself. The idea is repentance means you would change your mind. What Judas, by being remorseful, it means he felt awful about what had happened to Jesus, but if given the same circumstances, he would have still done it again. And he would have felt really, 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 really bad and awful about it, but he still would have done it. He hadn't been changed. He hadn't really been turned out from being so inward focused. His eyes were not on the Lord. Instead of looking to Jesus for forgiveness, and trusting in his death. Judas, in his perverted mind, may have believed that somehow I'm so bad and I can't even look at Jesus, I'm just gonna go over and take my own life. Somehow that maybe will take away my sin and my shame. Now the proof that Judas' sorrow was ungodly and selfish is made in the fact that he made no effort to defend Jesus, No, he's not. No, he's not who you say or what you think. I believe in him. 
or to rescue Jesus. He had no desire to vindicate Jesus. He didn't even go to Jesus. He didn't even think of Jesus or say anything to Jesus. All he wanted to do was, I'm going to take my life to end all of this guilt and shame that I feel. Now in verse 4, here's what Judas said, though. I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. So like the religious leaders, they couldn't really find anything wrong with Jesus. They had to, you know, kind of create their own thing to bring accusation. And all they could say is blasphemy, which again, if he is who he claimed to be, is not blasphemy, but in fact, he is the son of God. The Roman political leaders, they also reviled and rejected Jesus. The false witnesses. And now Judas could find no fault in him. Pilate is going to say, I find no fault in him. Herod can't find any fault in him. Nobody can find any fault in him. And then in verse 5, so, you know, he comes to them and goes, no, you guys, don't do this. I've sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. And then verse 5, then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Now, I want to take a moment because as I was preparing this and, you know, saying, Lord, what do you want me to share, you know, about this Judas character who is pretending on the outside to be one way, but who is totally different on the inside? And then where Judas makes this decision, all he can see is himself. And the only way I can get rid of my shame and guilt is to take my life. Now, look, right now, I realize, you know, and I want to speak to all of you right now as my brothers and as my sisters, There is, at this very moment in our country, let alone world, but there is incredible, unbelievable, spiritual warfare going on. And the enemy, you know, Peter, who is the very one who also denied Jesus, but then because he loved Jesus and had relationship with Jesus and was forgiven by Jesus and restored by Jesus. And in fact, God used Peter as a mighty, he was one of the founders and apostles of the church. He's one of the inner three, Peter, James, and John. So Peter writes this, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. So there are similarities between Peter and Judas, but their eternal destinies went in opposite directions. Judas to eternal darkness, hell, and separation from God and light. Peter to forgiveness, restoration, healing, usefulness, used mightily by God in the early church. First Peter chapter five, verse eight, Peter wrote this, be sober-minded and be alert for the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And you know the enemy set Judas up The whole way along, I could use this guy. I'm going to plant seeds in this guy. I'm going to cut him off from relationship with Jesus and just do your own thing, Judas. Take care of yourself. You be the treasurer. You make sure you got what you need financially. It's all about you. You can be your own God. That's Satan's lie. So he set Judas up and then he condemned him. How dare you? Even you have said, he's innocent. I've betrayed innocent blood. And the devil was there and Judas left alone and all he's got is now the devil and his philosophy, he takes his own life. And I have been hearing, and I'm sure some of you have heard, there are 
some who have known the Lord and, and are walking with the Lord or they've been in ministry and they're, you hear about it and they're taking their lives. Not only is there the virus and there's people that are dying and then there's even lots of other things that are going on in our entire country and with health issues, but other people that are having lots of, pro- they're being attacked. I think there's a spiritual battle going on. And there are even those who have walked with the Lord or known the Lord and they're saying, oh, I, the only way out of this, my shame and my guilt for whatever sin, you know, like Peter, and the enemy sets them up and, and makes the pressure seem so great and the shame so heavy that the only way out is to take your life. I, I, so in the name of Jesus, as I was praying about this, I wanna recognize that suicidal spirit is the devil, it's not you, the enemy wants to kill you, he's a murderer from the beginning. By the way, I wanna tell you something that's actually true, the devil cannot kill you. He cannot take a gun and shoot you. He cannot take your life, but he can lie to you. He can tempt you into sin and then he can shame you and guilt you and make you do what only you can do, take yourself out. So I want us to agree together to resist the blood of Jesus upon the family of God. And for those who, you know, you're struggling or you, you, know, you have sins or you have things in your past or whatever, do not let shame take you out. Jesus died on the cross and he took our shame and guess what? It didn't stay on him. Jesus absorbed all of our shame, all of our guilt, all of our failures, all of our sins. Yes, he absorbed all of it, but guess what? He paid for it. And when he died, it's done, it's over. The shame disappeared. The guilt has been rubbed out. The the sins have been removed. The blood of Jesus is pure and holy and righteous and he lives forever. And if you are his child, he's with you. And he says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. So right now, I want you to agree with me. In fact, let's just bow your head for a second. Let's just take a moment and pray. Father, we wanna come before you in the name of Jesus against the spirit of the enemy, the spirit of the devil. He's a liar. He's an accuser. And Lord, I just feel stirred that there are some people that are under so much shame or guilt or stress or fear. And the enemy is trying to get them to take themselves out as a way of escape. And it is not the way. It is not you. It is not of your spirit. I plead, we beg now for the blood of Jesus to be upon them. Deliver them, O Lord. May the fear of God come against every demonic, lying, accusing spirit in the mighty, powerful, and precious name of Jesus. And may we be delivered from that. Lord, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind in Jesus' name. A moving prayer from Pastor Ray Bentley from today's study in Matthew chapter 27. And there's more to come from this message here on Maranatha Radio. Today's study is titled, What Shall I Do With Jesus? If you missed any part, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. 
When you get to the homepage, you can leave a tribute to Pastor Ray's life and service to the Lord. Also, click the word media, and you'll see the words watch, radio, and Devo, three engaging ways you can enjoy Pastor Ray's insights via video, audio recording, or daily devotions. In fact, at the very bottom of the page, you can link to Pastor Ray's Facebook page, his podcast, his YouTube channel, and Twitter feed. And you'll also find Pastor Ray's books there at raybentley.com. His new book, The Final Witness, is an engaging prophetic fiction novel, part of the Elijah Chronicles series. It's riveting and educational at the same time. And raybentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also donate securely right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Or our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in the book of Matthew. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.